0: savages spirituality podcast just two brothers on a journey hoping you'll come along for the ride i'm simon
1: and i'm john and today's guest is a really good friend of mine all the way from new zealand via canada uh Corey ackerman hey Corey.
2: hey john hey simon <laughs> thanks for having me i uh, wanted to say I'm, I'm really humbled for you guys um to asking me to come on i'm really excited to uh you know to have this chat with you all so um yeah let's have at it excellent um, thank you brother well,
1: I got to throw out a big first question. Um, obviously, the podcast is about spirituality. Um, Corey, what is your spirituality? Where does it come from?
2: Oh, look, I, I think that that I've had um, you know some sense of spirituality my my whole whole life in in different ways. I mean, in some ways, I think punk rock and and hardcore is is a is 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 a, is, is a form of spirituality. Um, you know, I've I've um, run. <laughs> All on and off my whole life. I think that I look as, as kind of like an active meditation and spirituality. Um, you know, And, and um, I mean, several times in my life, I've taken some, some deeper dives into, you know, into, you know, different, different religions, different, different spiritualities um, that, you know, at, at, Points in my life where I felt like I needed something more, and um, currently I'm I've kind of been delving a little bit into the whole Krishna consciousness thing. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of been been all over the place. Um, been been a path, been a journey for you know for the 50, 51 years. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, you mentioned
1: hardcore there, and obviously there is a there's a huge Krishna movement within the hardcore scene, um, and I know you're a huge fan of, of the hardcore scene. Did they have an impact on your
2: youth when you were growing through? Uh, look, definitely I think I think that it's it's funny cuz I was first inter- introduced to, to Krishna um when I was I think probably about 11 or 12 uh went on a family holiday to to Hawaii um and um and the Krishnas were across the street from where we stayed every night um and I was actually um I was actually kind of s- s- freaked out and scared of them it was like who are these people and stuff like that so so I, I, my my initial um introduction was kind of like you know what is this but um, um, but yeah definitely through 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 shelter through Ray Capo um, um, definitely um, introduced me to it and and you know, listening to the lyrics and and you know the it just it just there was something about it that, that drew me to it so um, never got super into it I had some friends that, that got more in, in in into it than I did but um, yeah definitely something that that intrigued me um, but it's really only been in the last you know year and a half I guess that that I really got kind of gotten into it it a lot deeper um, through through Ray and uh, Ray's podcasts, uh, with some of yeah. the Sages podcasts. So, i mean, yeah. it definitely been been a huge uh, through through like the this year and a half of lockdowns. I think that that's definitely something that that's helped me um, along the way and and really gotten you know gotten gotten me through this and and ha- had helped me to look at life in a really different way. So hmm. yeah,
1: so when oh. when you know Ray's like a bit of a hero to a lot of guys into the hardcore scene, you know yeah. got such a great history. Um, what other people are sort of inspiring you?
2: Oh, I mean... Ah, oh, it's a good, good question. Um, I mean, look, it's, 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 you know, people throughout my life. I mean, like, yeah, you know, I, I have, I have, you know, friends back, back home that, that really, you know, have, have stuck through this, and I mean, I've been friends with them since sixteen, seventeen years old, and yeah, you know, like I said, I'm fifty-one now. Um, you know, they're in their late forties. Um, you know, so my friend Cam Nickel, um, uh, my friend Mike Walks. I mean, those are two guys that really stand out to me, and, and really, you know kind of walk the walk, talk the talk, and really kind of, you know, stick, you know, stick to what they, they believe in. Um, yeah, I mean, I think those are two people. Um, you know, I also have a, a really good mate. Um, Alan Heights in in um, in L A again some someone that, that that I I would say you know walks the walk talks the talk you know real real people um, you know n- not always perfect um, definitely making mistakes um, you know and and um, yeah those are the kind of people that I really look to to try to get for get inspiration from um, you know um, you know obviously you know people like like um, you know toby morris with with the you know with the one life one chance and pma i mean pma is definitely something that's been really important in my life um yeah have the have the pma tat <laughs> um and um yeah it's definitely i mean it obviously was introduced by uh to me by the bad brains you know i mean bad brains is one of the first hardcore bands that i you know started listening to when i was 18 19 years old and um yeah definitely you know kind of got that mentality from 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 there and and it's definitely something that that i've always tried to to live by you know looking looking at the brighter side of life um you know and as opposed to to being negative and 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 knowing that you know uh, you know that that i you know that it that life's up to me it's it's you know it's i i kind of drive drive my own success so and yeah
0: uh, I like that's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Corey. I actually saw H2O a few years back and got to meet <laughs> Toby and he is an amazing guy. And we spent, it was like after the gig, we hung out for a bit and he was like, where can I get some good vegan food? And as a vegan <laughs> myself, I was like, yeah, you need to go to this place. And then we just compared skateboard tattoos. It was <laughs> pretty cool because we've got a lot of the same ones. Um, I I wanted to ask you, you talked about the kind of the Krishna consciousness. Could you go into a little bit more detail for that? And maybe what your daily practices are? Obviously you've said you run, which is a real kind of mindful meditative state, but yeah. Could you just elaborate on that a bit, please?
2: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, one of the things is, is that, um, is that wisdom of the sages podcast. I I try to listen to it on a daily basis. It is, it is a daily podcast for the most part. Um, sometimes I, I, don't get to listen to a few days. So I, I binge, binge listen. Um, <laughs> um, and, and I mean, for those who don't know, it's, it's really, um, they're really going through the Bhagavatam, which is one of the, um, one of the, the, the books that, 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 they, that, that kind of outlines that, you know, Krishna consciousness. Um, and, um, it's, it's just been, um, it's for, for me that, that definitely is a big part of, of, you know, helping me guiding me through, you know, my, you know, my, my true North, so to speak. Um, you know, last, I guess, just try and think when, when did that happen? I guess in January of this, this year, um, my mom passed away and, and, you know, she's in there, you know, my parents are in Canada, um, and, um, and, uh, I'm here and, yeah, you know, made, had to make the decision, um, to, to not go back. I just, there was just no way I was, I could, could make it happen. Um, and, um, I think that, you know, the the whole idea of, of it of being more than just, just, uh, just, just the, the human body now, um, and, you know, that being the fact that, you know, I believe. That we're all true spirit souls um and you know knowing that that she's going to a better place and and continuing on that that journey um and you know maybe one day we'll be able to you know to reconnect and um i think that 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 you know that 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 bigger picture of being more than just just about being here and now um really has made a made a huge difference and 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 from there it's kind of grown and just you know looking at um you know, trying to to not look at things so black and white, and trying to be more accepting about people that that are different than me, and um, you know, understanding we're all just on our own journeys, and and I might not agree with someone, and someone might come across as really evil, but to, you know, they're they're just going through shit that, that you know that that's causing them that that maybe are not as enlightened as maybe I am at at this point, and and um, you know, so yeah. I think that it's just really helped me look at, look at life in a very different, different way and, and be, be even more positive than, than I was before. So, mm. mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, look, I, I do, I, I do, um, do some chanting most, most mornings. Um, yeah, you know, I have, I have my, my, my beads, um, that, uh, my Japa beads that I, you know, that I, that I chant on just to try to get me focused and, and centered to start the day um, I do run most days again I feel like it's a great great way for me to clear my head um, I know you know I'm not a not a person that, that listens to, to, to music when I run I mean it's all about me and so I really use it as time to to think through things and I mean sometimes I I mean sometimes I get real deep with myself and other times it just kind of veg out and I don't even remember and the runs over and and you know so um, but yeah it's really a chance for me to kind of be by myself and and, and you know kind of figure out what what what's going on
0: thank you for sharing that that's that's really special and very vulnerable of you to do so i just wanted to kind of just step back a little bit to what you said yeah, about the kind yeah. of acceptance like for me as a, a buddhist like that yeah. understanding and that acceptance and non-judgment is so important and obviously it is yeah you know, within krishna too so is that something that you consciously practice on a daily basis just Having your presence of mind and not getting angry at people like driving in the car or whatever
2: <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's de- de- definitely something i try i mean I'm, I'm so far so 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 far from perfect um, of course. Um, but, oh, and, oh, and, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely something that I try to at least be much more aware of. Um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you, you look at, I mean, you watch the news, you go on Instagram and I mean, it's everybody, it's just so, it's so divided and it's just so every, everybody has this opinion and they're just not willing to, to listen to what anybody else has to say. And, um, it's just, I mean, if, if we continue on this path, there's, there's no way that we can survive as a, as a civilization. So we, we need to no. definitely need to find a better way and, and, um, um, yeah, you know, we don't have to agree with what we all, all but we need to find a way to just kind of accept that we can be different than just because someone believes different doesn't mean they're they're evil. And you know, so yeah. I I, I do do my best to to um yeah to, to try to live that on a daily basis.
1: <laughs> it's not always that easy, is it? No, I just no. Challenges it's put in front of definitely. us for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, Corey, obviously, um, for those people that don't know that are listening, uh, like myself, you're straight edge.
2: Yeah, I, have, um, I, ha, I haven't been my whole life, but 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 um, there was a was a period of life that I went with, went through that I wasn't, but but I'd say the, yeah. the, a large majority of my life I have been. Yeah. So, yeah. so
1: I I, I only really I only became edge officially properly two years ago. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just over two years sober. Um, yeah. which I'm pretty stoked about. But those people that's that awesome, don't know, that's awesome. So, thank you, man. Really I appreciate awesome. that. Yeah. Yeah. For, for those people that don't know, straight edge is uh, basically it's abstaining from alcohol and uh, cigarettes and drugs. Um, but um, well, you mentioned that you've been predominantly most of your life. Yeah. Um, do you think that that straight edge is, is, a, is a sense of spirituality in itself?
2: I, I would say so. I, I would definitely look at it as, 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 as that. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's part of, you know, it's part of what, um, it, what, what keeps me focused, what keep, keeps me centered. Um, you know, I mean, I think one of the reasons why, so I would, I, you know, I first became or called myself straight edge at probably, um, I think maybe mid, like 18 and a half, you know, so, yeah. um, so pretty, pretty, pretty young, probably at a time when most people were, are getting into, to, you know to drugs and alcohol. Um, I kind of went through that stage, you know, 15 to 18 and, and decided to, that it just, I just wasn't liking the way it was where it was leading me. You know, I found this thing called straight edge and, and it just really just instantly clicked with it. Um, got a good group of friends, um, that, you know, that, um, that, uh, that, that, really, um, you know, got into it with me. Um, those two guys that I talked about, Mike and Cam are both, both straight edge and both still straight edge. Um, and, um, you know, so, um, um, mm-hmm and it just kind of got me going. Um, I did when I went off the path, I think I kind of lost my way a little bit. And, and I think that was probably a time in my life where I, I lacked spirituality and I was looking to a lot of external stuff. So, um, you know, I finished, you know, went to uni, finished uni. Um, I got a job and um, was, you know, was quite, you know, you know, was, was, was married to my high school sweetheart and, you know, was quite successful. And I think that I didn't know what to do with it. And so, you know, we started spending lots of money on cars and houses and, trips and probably way more money than I should have been spending and and you know and 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 that all that stuff wasn't really bringing me um, bringing me happiness and it just just yeah. you know just kept kept on wanting more and more and more and I was still straighted at the time but but really I think I'd kind of forgotten the why and um, and um, you know so kind of went through through a you know a period where I ended up getting getting divorced um, from from my first wife and and really just spiraled pretty much out of control out of control for a little bit and um you know but but you know but it, at the same time I uh, you know that that whole craziness actually led me to move to Miami and meet Amanda and so with without that um, you know I wouldn't have Amanda in my life and, and um, you know can can't imagine life without her so um you know so I guess from from the from the bad came came the good and and um, and then together we've kind of gone on this journey and we ended up moving around the u.s a bunch and moving to you know eventually moving to new zealand and um what, what first got me centered was again was actually crossfit so um again it was kind of you know another another form of spirituality so um and you know kind of there was a big community feel kind of like hardcore um it had that that same kind of kind of vibe and um through that you know stopped, you know, really started enjoying the fitness and, and getting fit and getting healthy and decided that we'd go through a process where we'd stop drinking for, um, for like a, a eating challenge and, and really just liked what it, did for our lives and um at that point kind of made the commitment to um you know to to go back to being straight edge i was hesitant to call myself straight edge at first but i mean but i embraced it and and now it's been the second go round it's been nine years that we will be nine years next month so um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it, it is an um,
1: interesting thing isn't it straight edge is like there, there was an element of myself where i didn't want to label it yeah but the reality of what i took from it was a lot of the people that I admire were Edge, yeah, uh, including friends like yourself. Oh, um, thank you, and and, um, and my friend Ben, Ben Phillips, yeah. And it's yeah. like, yep. um, and so I look at you guys and I admired you, and I thought um, you've embraced that movement, and it sort of led me to do the same. And like yourself, the being Edge has helped me with my own spiritual um, practices. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, I'm really like, um, I'm really grateful for it to be honest. It's one of those, mm. one of my gratitudes on a daily basis to not drink yeah. those drugs. Either. Um, I know like Simon, you, you surf quite regularly cause you're lucky enough to be on the coast. Um, and Corey, you're super athletic. Um, I'm pretty sure you're running marathons and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I suppose a little question about you. You mentioned there a little bit that it is, that's a form of spirituality. Um, is you running a form of like your meditation?
2: It, I would say so. Definitely. It, it's, yeah. it's definitely, I've never, I've never been a person that, that is, has, really kind of, you know, been, you know, done the quiet meditation, the chanting that I do in the morning has kind of become a little bit of that, but, but um, yeah, I've never just gotten really comfortable in just the sitting and, and, and meditating. But um, I, I, I definitely look for myself. I look at my running as, as meditation. Cause it's, it's definitely a time. Um, I almost, you know, exclusive, I wouldn't say, Hundred percent exclusively, but most of it, you know, maybe ninety percent of it is is done by myself. Um, yeah. You know, not listening to music. Um, and you know, and like I say, there's times where I like I literally get to the end of the run and I don't even remember where I went or what I was doing. And you know, it just kind of happens. It's just really, um, yeah. It's 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 a deep time for me. It's it's definitely a time that, that that allows me to you know, if I have a lot of chaos going on inside, it, it really allows me to bring that to a to a to a simmer and and you know. Calm down and so yeah it, it's definitely something that i've used uh used a lot so i um, i think even before i, d- I realized it, I, I was doing it but but now i'm much more conscious of it so
0: yeah i think that's an important distinction actually because and it's something i've said on podcast before that that it, it's kind of like a misconception that just sitting on the mat for half an hour a day is going to necessarily i mean it's a brilliant thing i'm not kind of i mean i meditate every day As a Buddhist, you kind of expect to, but it's actually, it's your practices of mindfulness during the day that really have the biggest impact. So the more that you can be present or one can be present, you know, within the activities that we're doing, that's going to have far more of an impact on your day than just sitting on the mat in the morning. If as soon as you leave the house, you get angry at someone or you're not mindful. So things like running where you're saying that you're not aware of it, you know, the fact that you're not distracting yourself for half an hour or whatever by listening to music means that you are completely mindful, you know, aware of your breath, aware of your surroundings, just in that real repetitive state. So that's perfect mindfulness. It may not be textbook mindfulness, but it to me is absolutely perfect for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, It's kind of a remarkable thing that we can find certain exercises, whether it be, you know, swimming, running, surfing, whatever it might be, that we can actually get that clear ahead while we're doing it. Mm. You know, because um, I know, Corey, you've got quite a a heavy, like, career, you know, you you travel a lot. So I, I imagine that when you're getting that opportunity to run, it is bringing you an immense amount of peace.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I—I I mean, I—I I mean, what I—you know—work is work is important, and I, I keep myself busy, and you know, and 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 you know, I, I value what I do as work, but I, I definitely prioritize my mindfulness and and my own self over that. I think that because if I'm not, if I'm not. Healthy. If if my mind's not right, um, then I can't really contribute in the other parts of my life. So I I always a hundred percent make time to do that, and you know I def, definitely don't um you know d- don't sacrifice that for other things. I think that it's, yeah. it's it's important, and and thankfully I work for a company that you know did that, and and I have a job that allows me to to be able to do that. So.
1: Have you always been like that, or is that something you've learned over the years?
2: Uh, no, look, I, I think there was a time where I, 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 you know, especially when I first graduated and I was first working in a clinic, um, I definitely had that mindset where I needed to do more, 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 and, and you know, it was pushing myself. I, you know, didn't take lunch breaks, and, um, and I just kind of finally realized that, look, is it, like, is this, like is 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 not taking 15 20 minutes for myself um you know going to you know go into you know g- going to make a difference at the end of the day you know maybe i'll make an extra you know couple hundred dollars is it really worth it so um yeah. and and i mean and i mean for most of the last i guess what maybe 10 15 years i've worked out of the clinic so i work as a um you know more in the field as opposed to in an office um and i mean i, I couldn't imagine going back and being in an office you know um nine to five i mean i I I like that freedom where, you know, um, there's, you know, there's days where I have to, you know, take calls from five to seven at night, but, you know, but I can go for a run from, you know, three to four in the afternoon then. So I have that flexibility. And again, I'm I'm fortunate to have that kind of role. So, um, yeah.
1: Hmm. It's we're we're kind of guilty a little bit, aren't we? Of overworking and not taking enough care of ourselves. Hmm. For sure. Yeah, for sure.
0: I think, um, from my point of view you really touched on it beautifully earlier when you said about that in your 20s or whatever that you you were married you know your high school sweetheart you had the car you had the house whatever but just that external looking outside in for validation it just doesn't work so maybe you're drinking a little bit and all of that and it's that cognitive dissonance of that we Relatively have everything within the Western world, but yeah. if we're not taking care of ourselves from inside out, it doesn't matter what we have. We will always have that cognitive dissonance and won't be okay. And I think you know the system all around the Western world really is so rigged that you know we would sold this lie of that you you have to be into capitalism, you have to want the bigger house, the better job, the the faster car, and all of this. And then at the end of it, we achieve these things and we're still not okay. And so that's why i think you know this is why we started this podcast as well to kind of break down toxic masculinity this like real negative like cloud that's over the world at the moment you, you touched on it as well that people's opinions are so polarized at the moment like if your opinion is different to mine i'm meant to hate you now like you might think one thing differently and it's so yeah. messed up and you know facebook instagram all of these things they're just teaching hey it's I find it really a struggle I mean is it is New Zealand the same is it kind of that much that is in your face of that opinions are different or differ so much
2: Look, I, I mean, I, I think it's everywhere. I think New Zealand is it's less so, um, you know, you definitely you definitely don't. Um, yeah. I mean, look, one of the things that, you know, that we love about, you know, I mean, we lived. So I'm from Canada, as John said, um, but I lived in the U.S. for, you know, for you know, 15, 16 years. And um, and um, I mean, one of the reasons why we wanted to leave the U.S. is this because. Because of that reason, I mean, it was. I mean, it's it's worse now, but but it was. You could see it on the wall. It was just so black and white, and I was guilty of it. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, I was. I mean, I remember when you know 9/11 happened, and with you know George Bush, and I mean, you know, and, and wearing the "Not My President" shirt and all that kind of stuff. I mean, um, you know, it's it's it was it was happening back then, and, and I, you could just. There's just really two different Americas, and I think in New Zealand we have our differences, and there's you know different political parties, but it's just not you just don't have that divide. You don't, you know, just because someone is, is labor um, or conservative, you don't, you know, you don't necessarily hate that person. It's just kind of, um, you know, it's just kind of more accepted. There's more of a, more of a middle ground. Um, You definitely have the, you know, the polar opposites. You definitely have, I mean um, you you read, read the different, you know, the the different new, you know, online news sources here in New Zealand. And there's, there's definitely reporters trying to draw that up and always being critical and, and the negativism, um, but, you know, I, I think it's, it's definitely not as, not as bad as in other parts of the world. So I think we're pretty, pretty fortunate that it, it could be a lot worse.
1: Good. Yeah. I mean, I think me being a Kiwi as well, being born and raised there, I'm a little biased. Yeah. But I've always had the, I've always had the theory that New Zealand's so far away from the rest of the world that um, it sometimes it just doesn't bother. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't get interested in it because it doesn't have an impact on us the way it does perhaps on the rest of, like, the U.K. or the U.S., Um, Yeah,
2: I I definitely feel like you've, you know, I mean, I think there's, 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 there's parts, there's sects within New Zealand that want that to happen. I think they would like it to happen. Um, But I think that by and large, there's a, there's a bigger group that, that is, 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 is is not, not at this point, not willing to, to accept that. So, so fingers, fingers crossed, it doesn't make its way here.
1: (laughs) I'm, I'm quietly confident they'll stay on the (laughs) ground. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, you mentioned there about being in the States and, um, so from Canada to the US to New Zealand. And you guys have been in New Zealand for quite a while now, haven't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. We've been in New Zealand for since 2009. So I guess 11, 11, 12 years. So, yeah, 12 years. So, yeah. We just passed 12 years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I get, cause I find, um, for me, growing up there, there was, um, far more organic sort of sense of spirituality in new zealand like mm-hmm. you my, my first krishna experience was there was a krishna commune like 10 minutes from where i grew up yeah um and I, I i used to we used to go up there like quite regularly uh and have like you know meet and greets with them and that um but my 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 question is do you feel that with with New Zealand being the way it is and it's far more in touch with its indigenous people than a lot of other places. Do you think that that allows that spirituality to be a little bit more organic, a bit more free of that?
2: I would say so. I think that, I think that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty fair comment. I think that, you know, people are, are, you know, in general a little bit more in touch with nature, um, you know, um a little bit less concerned you know concerned with the with the external um yeah. you know n- not that there 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 aren't people that, that are concerned with it but i mean there's definitely you know that, that that's here too but um yeah i think in general there's there's definitely um Kind of a more even playing field, you know. I, I think that you know, um, you know, you know, you co- coming from a place like the U.S., um, you know, you know, occupations like you know, tradies and um, that sort of thing would we kind of be looked down upon. Whereas, I mean, you know, and and I mean, you know, here they're just a, it's just another really good job, and I mean, I think that's a great. I mean, we need we need all 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 sorts, um, yeah. you know, and 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 I, I think that you know, so that it's it just doesn't it doesn't feel like you're you're judged by the extra nearly as much here um, as you are um in in North America I would say yeah that. probably I mean and and, and and in that way it's probably like Canada I think in Canada there's also that 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 kind of it's a less external thing and and a more um, a little bit more internal you know who who you are as opposed to what you have so
1: yeah that's really you point that out because one thing I've noticed like I've lived in the uk for quite some time and obviously coming from New Zealand as well here in the UK, if you meet somebody new, one of the first questions they ask you is what you do for a living. Yeah. But in New Zealand, one of the first things they ask you is where you're living. You mm. know, and I always think that to be quite staggeringly interesting that like, I mean, I put it down to the UK having like a really strong class system. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I think that might like mutate mutated across to, to North America or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it is one of those things that I've always liked about New Zealand. It was never that big a deal about what you did for a living
0: yeah it's interesting I, I mean I was just I suppose thinking out loud in saying this that both as far as I'm aware Canada and New Zealand have real like outdoor lifestyles there's a lot of getting out into nature I know it gets very cold during winter and parts of it but do you think that's that is part of the fact or part of the reason why maybe appearance and kind of external validation is less important because it's more in touch with nature because of getting out into it
2: yeah, look, I, th- I think there's there's a there's a really I think in both countries there's really like a, a, a can do spirit, um, you know the what, what what's the what, what's the the kiwi like the, the kiwi phrase with the with the uh, with the duct tape that you know.
1: Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I always think about she'll be right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever exactly. comes up, so, she'll be right. <laughs> so,
2: I think I think that you know the, I mean obviously New Zealand is really isolated. I mean we're you know we're down here at the bottom of the world, but but in, in Canada I mean the the major population centers are all quite far away from one another i mean you know the closest big city that i could drive to was eight hours away um and so i I think i think it kind of you know yeah you create your own um you kind of you believe more in 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 yourself and and a little bit less in in, um yeah um don't know where i'm going with that
0: (laughs) right (laughs) okay no i mean i've not been to either country so i was just interested i I wanted to ask I, so I think there's on.
1: some truth in the fact that you know we, we talk about mental health and and that and one of the things you know any good therapist or doctor will tell you is if you're struggling with your mental health just get out in nature. Yeah. You know it's one of the things like you you know it's it's like almost number 1 of the you know go for a walk in nature. You know we talk about grounding ourselves down in that and um you know when you're a kid in New Zealand you start playing sports you don't if you're playing rugby for example when I was a kid at school anyway we didn't put boots on until we got to high school. So when you were yeah. like little, you played rugby barefoot, you know. And I, uh, I think I don't know if if you had this experience, Corey. When when I when I brought Dexter back to New Zealand for the first time, and we were walking um, walking around, and there's kids without shoes on, <laughs> and he was just blown away <laughs> that kids weren't yeah. wearing shoes
2: absolutely yeah. the first I remember the first time going to the mall and and there being people there without shoes it's just like what the what the fuck's going on <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's definitely it's definitely a different mentality it's one of the thing, I love you know love going to you know to the pr- provincial New Zealand because it is kind of like taking a step back in time um, it just yeah. it does it does definitely feel like it's 10 20 years behind um, behind the times and it's it's a pretty I think it's a pretty cool cool feeling but um, yeah, yeah looking it, it grow, growing up in in canada i mean you know we deal with you know minus 30 minus 40 um degree um temperatures in the winter and and as a you know as as a uh, teenager we walked around with just you know our chuck taylors on or whatever you know you know and, and nothing on our ears and you know we just kind of, you just kind of dealt with it you didn't kind of make yeah. a big deal about it it just kind of you got on with things and and um yeah look i think it gives you it gives you a you know hearty spirit you know gives you you know it's a little bit of you know a little bit of toughness on the inside not, not yeah. quite so <laughs>
0: yeah in the uk if we get an inch of snow the country grinds to a halt
2: <laughs> yeah like yeah. literally
0: yeah. the trains can't yeah. run man the trains can't run we yeah. can't make it at yeah. work schools close yeah
2: and i remember walking to school in like a foot of snow so <laughs> you know, I mean, if we could <laughs> if, we, if we could we could walk we could go
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but that's yeah. definitely not yeah. like yeah. that But there's got to be some truth to all this, though, isn't there, that there is an element of like um, having those, because, Corey, you're going to have the best example of this, because you've lived in both New Zealand and Canada, and you've been in in the United States as well, that there is definitely a different culture when there is that outdoor element.
2: Yeah, I I would say so. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's one of the things I feel, you know, hope, hopefully kids today still get out and play because, you know, they, you know, s- with video games and iPads and iPods and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's, it, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, we spent so many hours outside as, as kids and um, yeah. And I think it's so important, you know, you know, to learn to play with your imagination versus, you know, versus stuff. I mean, you could you know, take a, take a stick and, you know turn it into a sword and, you know, have yeah. at it, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But skateboarders do. Skateboarders yeah. still out, turn it up, still get into trouble, still getting yeah. police chasing yeah. them. So yeah. that's my yeah. childhood. And yeah. Um, yeah. it's still the yeah. same. Yeah. 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 No,
2: it definitely
0: hasn't, hasn't changed. So, yeah. No, that's cool. We're... I was just going to, like, switch tack a little bit now. Um, and it's maybe somewhat arbitrary, but I'm always interested with three t- tattooed guys. So yeah. I, I noticed you've got a lot of blacked out. Um, yeah. Is that yeah. cover ups or was that something it, it to is. do with Edge or?
2: No, no, like, it is. Do you want is. to talk it... about your ink a bit? Yeah, sure sure so i mean look i my first first tattoo was was probably like 19 years old i got um i got a poison poison free tattoo out of my leg thought i was the coolest guy in the world I was like oh boy there's these two two little tiny words <laughs> um and um and look i i mean when i first got that i had you know no um no intention of becoming you know be, having having what i have now um a second tattoo was the sick of it all dragon um <laughs> and um and nice. and and just Kind of, um, yeah. It just kind of went went from there. Um, look, in some ways, I look at the the black tattoos as almost the the anti tattoo because um, <laughs> it's because it's because it's because it's nothing. You know, it's just it's just it's just black, and so it's kind of that next that that ne- that next level. Um, you know, so the, the stuff underneath definitely meant something, um, but I didn't. I wouldn't say I I disliked it. I just I was just kind of you know just kind of ready for for something se- something. Different, really, um, and was playing around with different, you know, doing different things on top of it, and and um, and when I initially started the black, it was only meant to be a part, a, a little bit, and and it became bigger and bigger and bigger, and and now you know, I mean, I would say you know, you know, three quarters of my upper body is covered in in you know black ink, so um, my legs are still pretty, um, are 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 still you know just all you know all just the, the the tats I got back at you know in in you know the late nineties and and um, early two thousand so
1: yeah You've got pretty much full body coverage now, haven't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Just pro- yeah. probably my just the, just just the just my middle part is is uh, is, um, is, is is um is is, is, is empty. Um, and we'll see see if we ever go there. And then my I mean my hands are, are pretty pr- you yeah, know pretty pretty empty. I've got a few few things on the insides of my fingers and and whatnot. Um, I think I would have my hands done if if, if my uh, if my career uh, allowed it. Um, you know, I joke that one the day I retire, I'll go 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 and get my my <laughs> (laughs) my my neck and my and and my hands done um but 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 saying that i mean like i think that i mean again kind of thinking about new zealand being different than the u.s and even canada i think that i don't think i could get away with having the tattoos i do on my hands um in in the u.s and working the job i do i mean maybe i could maybe it maybe it's changed but um in new zealand it's i've just kind of it's been it's been a lot more um accepted so um yeah but but for me my tattoos have really just represented different times in my life and um you know just different 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 points and they look at different different tattoos and you know lived in a different place I was going through a different time I was into something different you know I had I went through a period of time where I had I got a couple big graffiti pieces um you know in the late you know mid to late 90s I was you know really into um you know into the graffiti art and not doing it but but just an, an admirer I guess a fan and so decided to get Get some stuff, and um, you know, was into the Japanese stuff for a while, and and you know, so um, more tra- a little bit of traditional stuff, and just kind of it just represented where I was at a time in life, and um, it's a good way to look back. I mean, funny thing about my tattoos, I mean, I you know was was probably you know my my parents actually probably didn't know. How tattooed I was until, um, you know, probably I was in my early 30s. I mean, you know, and you know, I, I, I kept them. I guess living living away from them when I started to get most of them, it was easy easy enough to be able to um, to hide them. But now it's just like kind of whatever. Um, the last time my mom and and uh, we were together with my family and, and my mom saw me with my shirt off. She thought I was still wearing a sweater because because of all the all the all the, all the blacking. So um, we got a, got a little bit of the kick kick out of that so <laughs>
0: brilliant i was kind of the same tattoo wise that i was pretty covered on my upper body but i used to be a school teacher so i stopped at the kind of collar and cuff yeah and um when i as soon as i quit being a teacher and i started to own my own business first thing i did was get my neck and then got my hands completely <laughs> blitzed i remember it's that like, i'm never going to be a fucking teacher again so yeah. like that was it unfortunately yeah. my parents do know and always knew and they hate them but yeah. Yeah. that's a whole different podcast really yeah yeah, of yeah. acceptance yeah. in them but yeah i, I think um, you're right though that they, they, they're kind of your tattoos follow a journey so you do you look back and maybe oh i would have got that differently but at the time it was something that you were going through and it's a your life story an evolution so Yeah, Um, I mean, I've covered a couple up and I've thought about the blackout, but Dude, that's a lot of pain. I'm not it, sure it, I'm it, ready for it, that.
2: It's it's pretty intense. It was, I mean, it was about two two years probably of you know almost once a month kind of going and you know going over things and and I've started to do um quite a bit of white ink over top of the black. So I've I've got my whole um my whole chest um with like a like a geometric kind of pattern. um Got nice. some, lo- some white white flowers on my shoulders. So I've kind of it's been a while though. It's been I mean probably about you know maybe six months before the first lockdown i it was probably the last time i got tattooed so it's been definitely been a while just not been something that i've really kind of wanted to do recently but it did It's it seemed to go that way in my life i'll, I'll go through periods where i just kind of like you say get a blitz and just do a whole bunch of stuff and then you know probably take two or three years off because i just kind of just need, a, just like need a break and yeah yeah just kind yeah, of I,
1: i'm the same i i can go like like spend a small fortune on them because that's what I'm feeling at the time. And then not yeah. get anything for like three years. Yeah. They hurt two-
0: more, I don't know. That's the thing. As we get oh. older, they fucking hurt. Yeah, yeah, definitely
2: they, yeah. def- definitely definitely, don't like them i mean that's definitely not something that, that you know <laughs> although i mean i definitely look at it as that i mean talking about spirituality and kind of a rites of passage i i wouldn't want them not to hurt you know it's it's definitely absolutely it's yeah def- definitely definitely something that that's an, an earned thing you, you, you kind of yeah. have, to, have yeah. to go through it to, to get it so. <laughs> well that's the I thing
0: with, um, <laughs> with buddhism and like vipassana retreats and stuff it's actually turning towards discomfort that's one of the things that buddha yeah. taught that yeah. you know we cling to our sense pleasures and have aversion to discomfort and being able to change our relationship to that and through our breathing it's not that i like pain but i certainly you know i can sit on the chair a lot more comfortable or a lot more comfortably now and when i am in discomfort just go through that rather than if you've got an itch scratching it straight away Like you just go through that and actually realize that the itch does go and the discomfort kind of morphs a little bit and almost becomes your focus. And I think tattoos can be that, that it's actually like quite often when I've had my worst tattoos, like on my ribs and stuff, I realize I'm not breathing. And of course it's going to hurt more. And as soon as you actually breathe through that and actually kind of take yourself away from the pain by just being mindful rather than this is hurting here just actually bring yourself back to your breathing go to yeah. a, your happy place or whatever then it actually it does change the pain it's still there but it's just not as intense it's a bit like yeah. Wim
1: Hof getting in cold water isn't it when Wim Hof yeah. says he already knows it's going to hurt but then there's the acceptance of it of the pain and then yeah. the allowance of it and then it becomes capable so he, he knows like the minute he steps foot in that icy water it's going to be painful yeah. But, but he also, also becomes the euphoric, doesn't it? I he think. does, yeah. And yeah. it's the same with tattooing. Yeah. Like we get, you you start on like a, a gnarly part of your body, like your chest, for example. And the first half an hour, you're probably this isn't so bad. The second half an hour, you're really feeling it. The third half an hour, you're like, please be over now. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then at the end of it, by but by, by the, as it, as you can feel it drawing to the euphoria does kick in, and it's like a yeah. it's like you're high. You know, but with no chemicals at all, it's like when you do certain breath work it gives you that same element of smoking yeah. like marijuana, you know, like, yeah. But, yeah. but you're doing it yourself. Yeah, look, I've
2: definitely done, done done some you know hot cold kind of therapy stuff, and and I mean with the with the cold water, I I definitely feel that you definitely get a get that euphoric feeling when you when you get out of that, you just like can you just feel so energized and and so yeah. alive. It is definitely an amazing feeling. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I it's, spent it's,
0: the winter swimming in the sea where I live, and well, it gets like the air temperature is minus two sometimes, and the <laughs> sea temperature maybe six or seven. And it actually, it wasn't that hard. It was because I kind of progressed through the year. By the time I got to January, February, it was, I mean, you you come out and your willy hurts, your hands and your feet (laughs) hurt. Because I just wear literally a pair of shorts, nothing else. But you do get that kind of cold water high from it. It's, I suppose it's that dopamine hit, isn't it? Absolutely. Whatever. But yeah, it actually felt great. And also my immunity was built up by it, definitely.
2: Yeah, and it is definitely that adaptation you go through. Like the first time you go in, you you want to get out like within 10, 20 seconds. But like the more you the more you do it, the the easier it is, and your body kind of adapts to it and is ready mm-hmm. to kind of ex, ex, accept that. So um, yeah, you, just you need
0: get to... cold water adapted for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's crazy. Such yeah. a good vibe. It hey, is. I got to say, Corey, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, man. Cool, I've, cool. I've uh, thoroughly been... enjoyed it. It's been so good to see your face as well yeah it's
2: no, it's nice 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 to, nice to catch up Fing, fingers yeah. crossed that, that next year um uh, i for simon i work for a danish company and i normally come over to denmark a couple of times a year um and the last time i came over i i tried to catch up with john it just didn't work out so yeah. ho- hopefully next next year will um there'll be a chance for me to uh, to come over we will be able to do some international travel and, and i'll definitely oh, make, a, ma- make, a, make a make a stop through the uk and we'd love to yeah. love to catch up with you so yeah yeah
1: you
0: to follow podcast in person that'd
1: be that'd be great. Anyway. Yeah that'd be really, amazing. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I want to echo what John said and thank you for your time. It's yeah. obviously it's really early in the morning over there and it's been yeah. fascinating to hear your story. And this is exactly why we started the podcast as well. It's getting these kind of real life normal people experiences of how we're we're all in this kind of individual journeys, individual spiritual yeah. paths, but it's yeah. it's all the same really you know yeah. we are yeah. united in what we're doing. So yeah. Thank you very much. We always end with just a little prayer, if you're happy for me to do that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: May any goodness that comes from our practice be shared outwards in all directions, and together may we create a positive change on this planet.
1: Well, as always, I'm going to finish with the traditional New Zealand thing. (laughs) (laughs) Kia kaha, Corey. Much love, brother. All right, talk to you soon. Appreciate you, it, guys. All right. Talk to you soon. left. Cheers. 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 Okay. Cheers.